Welcome to Moot, the podcast where mistakes are guaranteed and our point is Moot. I am Jeremy and I am here with my uh, co-host Joe. Hello. I had to think about your name for a minute. Took a second. Yeah, I was actually really offended by the pause. The hesitation it just ended my whole rapport with you. I'm sorry. All right. Well, I guess this is our last episode. It'll be four minutes. Yeah. Yeah. We're gonna. We didn't even need Yoko Ono for this one. <laughs> Today we are going to talk about pets and why they're awesome. Because why the hell not? We can do whatever we want. Let's start they're like little people with fur. Oh, they are. And I, I, I grew up in a pet family. Everybody that, all my aunts and uncles, everybody has something. You know what I mean? Yeah. When we, when we, because we had to do a lot of Zoom calls because of the coronavirus. And so in the background, everybody's holding like a dog or a cat or something's crawling into their lap. My one cousin has birds. It's awesome. That is awesome. Oh, we had a bird. We had a bird. Uh... Uh, <laughs> a while ago uh, when I came back from England uh, my brother was watching a bird from a friend okay. uh, it was actually two little birds they were like uh, parakeets I think they're called little blue ones and uh, one was named Polly not Polly but Polly as in a little mafioso and uh, the other one uh, I don't even remember his name but <laughs> it's so tragic because those were the cutest fucking birds, man. Like it would fly and sit on my head and shit. But then one of them just died. And we had no idea why. We just didn't understand what the hell happened to the bird, right? Oh, no. It was just dead. So we put it in the freezer because we didn't know what to do with it. <laughs> so we had a dead bird in the freezer for a while. It was like, do we bury it or we not? Because we were watching them for a friend of my brother's, right? This is real <laughs> we didn't know what the hell to do with it uh, and um, then like four or five days later the other bird the blue one Polly he just he just died too <laughs> no fucking idea why are these birds just dying they were so alive like fucking moments ago they're just why won't they live what's wrong with them right Obviously, they were both also lovebirds. Yeah, clearly, clearly. I mean, one of them died and the other one took the poison. And now the first bird woke up because he was faking it. And Romeo and Juliet, that's how Shakespeare wrote it. He had birds. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's like, it was just crazy. We had no idea what was happening, right? We were just like stunned and terrified. It's like, is this a new flu? I mean, this was before Corona. But it was like bird flu, you know, like what the hell happened to these birds? Uh, and so we discovered uh, a little while later when trying to read about what could possibly have killed these birds, you know? Yeah. Actually, no, it wasn't reading or the reading thing we did later. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was trying to figure out what the hell killed these birds, right? Uh, and so when we were packing up the bird cage and stuff, I saw that there's like, there's these things we put in the forest or in our gardens in Norway. It's like a, a ball uh, of bird seed and fat and protein. So and yeah, it's like a bird feeder ball. Yeah. But you hang, you hang it outside. It's like extremely fatty because in, in Norway, we have like kind of hardy birds for because you put them out in the, in the winter, right? Yeah. 
and uh, the birds are here in the winter and need all the fat and the proteins to survive. Otherwise, they just freeze to death. Because uh, not all of them are smart enough to go south. Uh, <laughs> discovered that there was a bunch of those crushed up in the cage, and I was like asking my brother, like, "What? What? Why is this in the cage? Right? This is like for outdoor birds." And he's like, "No, no, that's just bird food, man." And I'm like, "No." No, that this is like for crows, man. Uh, you give, like, what the fuck, man? You know what this is? And he was like, no, no, I, I, I talked to my friend and he told me to do that. He told me to get that, right? <laughs> and, and and the fucking friend, like my brother took the heat for the death of those birds. But it was, my, it was his fucking friend's fault because he recommended him just giving those bird feeding fucking balls to the fucking parakeets. Oh, no. So they had eaten this insanely heavy, fatty, fucking protein-rich food, and their insides are just ruptured. Oh God! <laughs> I know. <laughs> and I was like, "What the fuck?" And he was like, "No, you can't. No, no, he wouldn't. He, he, it's his birds. He would know." And that's <laughs> when we googled it, and I was like, "See, this is fucking dangerous for them." Oh God! Oh, but we, no. like until I checked the cage, we had no fucking idea what the cause of death was. We just thought it was like. A- or that they were sad. We had, we had no fucking idea. What, <laughs> we literally thought that maybe they died of sadness. We had no fucking idea what was going on. I had I had turtles for a couple of years. And th- when I was in college, it was my freshman year. Uh, I asked some, somebody was asking, asked if I needed help with anything. And I was like, yeah, could you please change the turtle's water? And I like left out instructions. And I put, because you had to purify the water before you, you couldn't just like throw you know sink water in the the aquarium and they wound up dying because of that like i didn't know it was like the next day they didn't look too well and so i gave them like they died from sink water i i don't know what it was it was something in the water that killed them are they like saltwater turtles or something that they needed salt water yes Um, you also had to put like drops in their water it wasn't it wasn't just like a salination thing. It was also I don't know. Well, what kind of tap water do you have that's so toxic? Do you live in like Flint, Michigan? Because <laughs> <laughs> I've heard bad things about their tap water. Yeah, I'm glad I'm not I don't live in Flint. A lot of places in the United States have lead, not just Flint. Although Flint <laughs> not that I want to take the podcast in this direction, but Flint is internationally known. Just let's say that. Yes, they are, and and their water is still not fixed. I can't believe that. That's been so many. Fuck. Okay, let's go back to pets. Uh, <laughs> yeah, go back to the the, the pets. So that- you had a turtle that drank Flint's water. <laughs> no, you know you gave him you gave him pills so he wouldn't drink the water. <laughs> Actually, well, you was, tell the story. <laughs> it was it was something to purify the water, whatever it was, and anyway. They, they weren't used to the procedure and I probably didn't like point out where I had put the note and stuff to clean it out. So anyway, they died my freshman year and I was sad about that. Oh, that's so sad. <laughs> I, brought, I brought them from home because I'd had them for a bit. And, oh, uh, man. Yeah. Oh, that's just tragic. It is. I, I've always been proud that I've never up until... so. Never since killed a pet. No, well, Sarah, Sarah <laughs> I was going to say I was proud up when I was in college because I had never 
hit a pet with my car or hit an animal with my car. I mean, or, if you had turtles, that'd be a fucking horrendous thing to do. He's <laughs> 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 just bringing the turtles out to mush them. <laughs> oh, oh, God. Those poor guys. Why would you say that, Jeremy? That's such an upsetting image. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry for putting that in your head. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> we 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 were a dog family growing up. We had tons of dogs mm. to the point where a lot of people around us. Uh, I mean, we lived kind of in a in a rural area, and so there were a lot of people that had like outdoor cats, barn cats, outdoor dogs. The outdoor dogs was kind of hard to watch sometimes because some people would chain them up to like a dog house and just leave them out all winter you know they'd leave them out for like three four hours at a time and then let them back in so that was like i would always i always felt bad for those kind of pets but some so i think a lot of people around us didn't value uh, an animal's life as much kind of like the dwight Schrute farming type way where they're like oh, oh. <laughs> you know what i mean yeah it sees no difference between a dog and a beet. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Kinda. <laughs> yeah. They're both food. One just happens to walk. And I wouldn't say that's everybody, but it was a few people for sure. Because <laughs> we, we would have we kind of became known for a family that had a lot of dogs, and people would drop off uh dogs at the end of our driveway. Maybe that's why you had so many dogs. People kept dropping off more dogs. It did. That didn't help for sure. <laughs> I mean, it's like uh, you hear about the hoarder in the street, so you, you start bringing in stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that when I went to college, the out of the five dogs we had when I left for college, three of them were dogs that were strays from our road, and I, we, we two of them were dropped off at the end of our driveway. Uh, I think that's beautiful, though. You took in homeless dogs. We did a lot. My my mom actually had, she worked for a newspaper selling advertising. And so she could put in like free classic, you know, ads in the classified or whatever section. And she would put in ads for dogs she found. And so we always had like extra dogs in our basement or the back room of the house. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah, it was loud, though. It was sweet, but it was yeah. a lot of cleaning dog hair and poop. Did you have like a big garden? A big garden? Yeah, did you have like a massive garden? We didn't have a, we had a big yard. We had like, the back was fenced off and it was. Wait, what's the What's the difference between a yard and a garden? A garden is where you grow stuff. Huh? Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Okay, I thought yard was the same as garden. No, no. So a yard is just your land, and a garden is specifically where you grow stuff. Oh, we we use the same word for both of those things in Norway. It's just called hage. <laughs> I think Although if you grow stuff there, I guess we call it schäckenhage, which means uh, kitchen garden. So is hagen the garden? Yeah, that's okay. correct. All right. See, Jeremy is learning Norwegian. Very slowly. Nah, you're doing good. <laughs> Sarah and Evelyn are learning it faster than I am. 
Oh, I should, I, I should, uh, I should converse with them in Norse. Sarah's done like, she's on her third month of Duolingo. Oh, that's cool. She has like a seventy-day streak or something. It's pretty good. That's very cool. But when when we were looking at the instructions for that the uh, rice meal you sent us, she yeah, kind of roughly not... translated what she knew and wrote it down, and then we looked up the rest. <laughs> she did a pretty good job, you know. Yeah, I believe that. Have you translated the fairy tales yet? Yes, I, we translated the fairy tales, and I wrote them down somewhere. And then ah, that's cool. I don't remember where I put them. <laughs> well, you should read them to your children before they go to bed. Okay, I will. It's yeah. a nice Norwegian tradition. <laughs> you read about trolls and stuff to terrify them. <laughs> <laughs> it creates happy dreams. The trolls get that's usually how it goes yeah I, sh I showed Evelyn's kind of getting into horror a little bit like she saw the haunting of Bly Manor and she watched The Ring she's seen oh, The Ring is terrific it is it's a good movie I thought it was a good one yeah. I think it was probably the fa my favorite one from like our generation yeah that came out when I was in high school or something and I thought it was kind of just going to be another dumb horror movie. And I remember seeing it at, at somebody's house and it turned out to be really good. I got super into it. I think The Ring was like the first Japanese movie I ever saw. Mine was The Grudge. Oh, that was my second because I heard about it after I learned of it, saw The Ring. I think I saw The Ring on like uh, TV Norway. It's uh, at like late, one of their late night movies. Yeah. yeah, and then another one called Ghost Train, and uh, it's another Japanese horror movie. That one was really cool. I love that. That got me really into the ghosts. I tried. I, I saw uh, Train to Busan. That was pretty good. Oh, I haven't seen that one, but I heard the title. What is it about? Uh, well, I I don't want to spoil it for you because. Oh, okay. I will see it. Though. I will find a find a way to see it. You should do uh, movie viewings over Discord. Oh, that would be so cool, man. <laughs> we can say comment about the movies. Be the worst people in the theater, but just two of us. <laughs> no, <it's laughs> a, podca a podcast. A podcast. Uh, yeah. Movie. Do you ever miss? Uh, do you ever miss that feeling with the jackass in the theater who just comments on the movie and every fucking scene? Yeah, well, how about you just uh, join on moot? Listen to fucking an hour and a half of that. Yeah. I don't even get to watch the movie. It's just those comments. I'll encourage people to call my cell phone so I can talk on my phone while we're watching it. <laughs> oh, God. That's what I we should like... We should record movie commentaries where we sit there and comment on the movie. And then people can listen to us and play the movie at the exact same time. It'll I feel be... like that's... Uh... I don't, I don't think anyone is that masochistic like I don't even think that's a fetish I think that at that point it is just like animal cruelty because you just get down to your very basis and you can't consider yourself above animals anymore <laughs> the, the level of irritation the level of irritation will devolve you I think we should watch 
mystery movies and spoil them 10 minutes in and then talk about the movie talk through the movie the rest of the time oh my god yeah and then we should uh we should accept the censure we get from the fucking un afterwards because <laughs> <laughs> that's such a horrible thing to do <laughs> so this is a lot to do with pets it, um yeah the yeah. movies yeah japanese horror <laughs> i'm sure there was a dog in one of those movies that's why we brought them up you know i saw one of my favorite movies growing up was homeward bound have you ever What's seen that? that homeward bound is about a, is a movie about two dogs and a cat that gets stranded so this family goes on vacation or something and they leave their pets at like the vacation site and they go home oh, no. it's about the the animals f- like finding their way home through the col- like the rocky mountains through like colorado it, or something is it like a cartoon no it's, so it was a live action movie and they dubbed words over the pets oh they used to do that a lot when we were kids yeah yeah remember like uh like dog and cat that that movie where the cats are evil villains and the dogs are like secrets. <laughs> yes. Oh, I remember that one too because there's the there's the Russian cat that I thought was hilarious. That's freaking great. The the movie you just described, Homeward Bound, is like a mix between like dog and cat and Home Alone. Um I mean I haven't seen the movie at all. I'm just saying like they forgot their pets on a vacation. Uh, so yeah that part of it they forgot their pets and the pets have to like go home um, and then the criminals come by and the pets have to make traps for them <laughs> it's not so much that it's actually kind of it, it's a journey so it's a little more slow moving and the, the pets just kind of solve problems as they find their way back and they look for like clues. a buddy cop kind of thing I'm not sure like they go to a town and they need help so that then the, the cats and the dogs, they aren't friends at first, but as they solve that problem in the town, they become closer and friends and they realize that they're together all alone. <laughs> not, no, not quite. So they, they, it's mostly them wandering through the mountains, if I remember correctly. The family gets home and they realize they left their pets. And so they start making phone calls and try to find ways to find them. And I, I remember them playing Star Tropics on the NES. Like the kids are in the scene. You can see them playing the game. That's and they show up on Thanksgiving Day. It's mostly them going through the mountains and wandering, like being out in the middle of nowhere. And at the end, of course, the older dog dies. And so like the younger dog and the younger cat get home. Oh, shit, man. That's so sad. No, you know what it is? They do a fake out. He lays down and you think he's going to die or something. And then when they they cut to like Thanksgiving and like the kids in the backyard and he sees the pets running toward him and he's like, oh, my God, I can't believe they're here. And then you, at the last second, they show like the older dog. His name is Shadow. And he walks up and then they do the big heartwarming. That's like the tearjerker moment. Oh, that makes sense because it was a children's movie. It won't just have the old dog die on the way. <laughs> yeah. You know, that's suddenly like a fucking riveting drama. <laughs> Did you ever read the Wayside School books? No. Okay. So brief aside from pets, but I'm gonna I'm gonna double back in a second. It's about this uh school 
where they the builder accidentally, instead of building it 30 classrooms long, he built it 30 classrooms up and down. So he built a skyscraper on accident. <laughs> That's and brilliant. He says, he says he's very sorry. Um, these I wouldn't be. That's a fucking great school. It's a tower. It's a tower of power. Yeah. All of you power. <laughs> well, all the stories are really absurd. Like it's all, it's about this classroom of kids. They're about like third or fourth grade. And it's, you know, the reading demographic is like third and fourth graders. It's, they're really funny books. And uh, they have this episode where this girl who laughs too much at stories and cries too much at stories. So she hates watching movies and listening to the teacher read because she gets really emotional and she breaks down and feels embarrassed. And girl. That's like a superpower to be that invested in a story. That's actually what the teacher says. That's how they resolve it. And kind of uh, here's the moral thing for kids. Um, at the oh, yeah. end, the teacher goes, well, the, I wish every student was like you because they all care more. You, you care more about the story than other people do. Yeah. You go, girl. Yeah. Well, in the story, the, the teacher goes to read uh, a kid's or a, a story about um, and, and animals and she starts she immediately worries she goes oh no I don't you know I hate stories about animals because the mother always does something and dies and then <laughs> you know it's sad and I'll, I know I'm going to cry a bunch and she tries to get out of it and she can't and so she has to sit through and listen to the teacher read the story and the way it starts it's like this baby deer is walking across the road and immediately a car comes and kills this mom <laughs> And it, Jesus. it happens in like, <laughs> it happens in like two paragraphs. And and it's really traumatic as he goes, and then the baby runs over and goes, Mama, mama. You know, he cries and he says it, he says mama over and over again, but she doesn't respond because she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> and that's how I always felt about animal stories. We had to read this one book, uh called where the red fern grows and it's about this kid in appalachia so uh or no he's in the ozarks wherever the hell that is um he's in the ozarks and i'm gonna look that up real quick because it's a super famous section of wilderness in the united states i i know of the of uh that show on netflix oh <laughs> Well, okay, so it's spread out through several states, Kansas, Missouri, Oklahoma, and Arkansas. So yeah, like, kind of like southern rural type thing. And yeah. it's about so this. It's like what you think Mississippi would look like. I think swamp. sort of. Ozarks are, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, yeah. I might be wrong about Mississippi. I mean, I'm a foreigner. <laughs> All I know about Mississippi is that they had a river with a steamboat on it. Well, I, I don't think the Ozarks are swamps so much as like forest, like hardwood forests. It means oh. it means it comes from like the name Land of the Arches or something. I don't I, I don't really remember that much about it. We learned about it when we read the story. But there's this book called Where the Red Fern Grows, and this kid has these two beagles, I think. They're, they're hounds, and he hunts yeah. them. And, of course, at the end of the story, they both die. And it's super tragic, and it made me cry, like, 
<laughs> I cried when I read it. And then when we talked about it in class, I cried a second time. Oh. <laughs> or the Disney movie, Fox and the Hound. I don't know. I think oh, we- that one is so good. That one is so good. It is good. It's- oh, I remember watching that. I loved it so much. It was like one of my favorite movies as a kid. Yeah. In, uh, in Norwegian, it's called Togo Vannar. It means two good friends. Oh, well, that's nice. Yeah, Tells a bit more on the nose. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it's not, it's not a subtle country. <laughs> You've said that about your language a couple of times. It's not a subtle language. <laughs> no, it's a language uh, that's really designed by a four-year-old. <laughs> you know, like, for an example, like, the way you say, uh, uh, like, or anything the way you say future in in, in Norwegian is framtid, which means forward time <laughs> or if you say turtle it's shilpada which is roughly translated as shielded toad yeah. bat flogamus means flappy mouse i mean <laughs> you see <laughs> rhinoceros is neson literally nose horn <laughs> we are simpletons <laughs> wait, wait so, so what would unicorn be? Because they also have a nose horn. Uh, unicorn is anyoning. That means, means uh, one horning. Okay. Or one horny, I guess. <laughs> All right. Uh, it's a hornling. He's got one horn. You've told me about Flappy Mouse before. <laughs> I have, I have. Flappy Mouse is a famous guy. He flies around and eats bugs. The only mammal that can fly, as far as I know. I can fly. No, you can't. You need uh, engines and also, you know, acid. That's true. Yeah. Goku can with engines and acid, we can do anything. <laughs> I think Goku's a mammal. He might be, and he can fly. I don't think Goku's a mammal. What do you think he is? I don't know, but he's an alien. Krillin was yeah. human, and he could fly. Krillin wasn't human. Look at him. He's a, like he's got no nose. <laughs> There's no fucking way Krillin is human. He's got no nose. He's got six dots on his head. He, if anything's alien, it's Krillin. I thought that I thought that was like a monk thing because he's a monk when Goku meets him. Yeah, but have you seen the shape of his head and the fact that the dots are between his eyes and that oh, he has no God. nose, and also he is like he's shaped like a small baby. There's no way that's a fucking human. That's true. Okay, that's fair. All right, but but Yamcha, Yamcha's human. Who's Yamcha? He's kind of with Tien all the time, the dude with a third eyeball. But Yamcha is the one that isn't weird in any way. I've actually never seen Dragon Ball. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know the characters. Uh... <laughs> Well, there you go. <laughs> no, I, 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 I did, I did read the mangas. I think the first, like when Goku was a child, and then he came back as an adult for an arena. It was a friend of a friend who had a lot of those books. Gotcha. And this is not even about pets anymore, is it? You, you can feel free to admit it. I mean, those were your books. No, 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 no. I mean, I, I would have loved to have that kind of kind of nerd cred. Uh, but uh, no. 
I just I just borrowed the books and gave them back in terrible conditions. I was not a careful kid. God. No. Oh no. That's yeah. a, that's a pet peeve. I'm ashamed about that. <laughs> yeah. No. It should be. It should be. Yeah. I I'm extremely careful with stuff now. But as a kid, I was just a reckless. Yeah. I, I let somebody borrow a few of my Goosebump books and he gave them back and they were damp and the pages were waiting. Damp? How <laughs> the fuck are the books damp? I'm like, I'm talking about like dog airs on the pages, not a fucking damp book. What the fuck? I seriously think... What do you do with the books to make them damp? <laughs> damp is the best way to describe them because they were like... I don't want to say soggy because that's too saturated. It was they were just damp. They were, oh my god, this is horrible! What happened to your books? I don't. I just dropped them. You're in a safe place. space. You can tell us. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't just the dampness. It was that they also smelled. So I, I wound up throwing them out and getting new ones. Oh no! I didn't want to give them dampness and a scent. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> you should never, you never have anything returned with a scent. It's not supposed to have. Oh my fucking god! Who was this person? He, I hope he's listening. And he's ashamed. <laughs> I, I For fuck's sake. <laughs> we were like eight. I would feel bad calling him out, even though he's definitely no. You should. You should. I don't care if he was fucking eight months. You <laughs> never returned something with a fucking foreign smell. That's not okay. Jesus Christ! No, no, it's awful. I, at least, but at least I could justify getting new books. If somebody gives me the book back and it's kind of got the accordion thing going on, where it's fanning uh, out, you know, <laughs> and looks. I like really feel thing. like you're you're using at least properly. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, yeah. It looks like they broke the spine, but that's about it because they must like, you know, hold it open flat and crease it, you know. <laughs> so. Yeah, I did that too. So I'm gonna shut my face. <laughs> <laughs> in particular to the point where it's i don't know maybe too much it's hard to tell <laughs> yeah honestly it's just uh, kids are stupid that's my excuse although that guy who turns stuff with a new smell that is i don't care how old they are there's no excuse for that oh that was gross yeah that, that was that, that one yeah. kind of upset me and i thought about it later i was like well maybe i should have instead of just tossing them in the trash given him the books and just said keep them but should have I think you should have made him keep them. He should have been made to hold them near his face. What? what, what? Okay, that's a little extreme, but it what sucks if, what he did. What if his house, because this is how I pictured it as a kid, and I don't think it's this way as an adult, but I can't stop picturing it this way. If his house. one of the swamps in the Ozark. Yeah. <laughs> that would explain the smell and the dampness. <laughs> one of those Ozark swamps. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Fun fact, actually, the house where I grew up was part of a swamp, and they drained it, but it was still super marshy and wet, like, most of the year. Oh, that is disgusting. And, oh, no. When they drain a swamp, it releases so much gas. Yeah. Well, it, it smells It smells kind of funky, too. You know, everything smells a little bit. I the, One of the biggest things I noticed about when we first started going to places outside of home like the first time I we went to the metro parks, I noticed how dry and clean it was, and how it smelled like a forest, <laughs> not swampy. I don't know. It's <laughs> pretty yeah. gross. Yeah, 
All right. Well, this episode is brought to you by Vlad's Steakhouse, the one-stop shop emporium for steaks, garlic, holy water, and blessed dildos. The, pr- <laughs> the, pr- the price ain't much, given what's at stake. <laughs> so stupid. I love it. Uh, all right. So cool. to get back on pets, before we start recording, we were talking about the, the origins of the duck sound. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And Jeremy explained to me that it was they they were bred to fight badgers, but I wasn't sure about that. I should say I was. Like, I, mean, I mean, they may be, but I've always heard that they were bred to. <laughs> I always heard that they were bred to like run into holes and grab rabbits, right? But it is a very funny image though, because like you know, a badger is a brutal fucking creature. Like lions don't even touch badgers. So like a dog that size, if it's able to just like take on a badger, it would completely like it would be a complete role reversal of the master pet relationship. Because you know, you'd never be able to tell that dog to do anything. The yeah. dog the dog the size of like a hot dog. The size and shape of a hot dog, it takes on a badger. There's no fucking way you can tell that thing to sit. <laughs> You tell that thing to sit, then he's going to make you sit. He's going to make you sit, then he's going to pick up your shit. <laughs> it's just, just no, there's no way you can order that thing around. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, speak, I'm saying that fully knowing that, like, in India, they order elephants around. Do they really? That's cool. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, they use elephants as, like, pets and transport and stuff. I, I thought these days, mostly meant- for tourists. That they they use dogs to herd elephants. No, no, no. That that that'd be probably completely possible. I mean, if you, if an elephant is going to obey a man, why not a dog? Right. Yeah. Dogs. Exist. I mean, they use dogs to herd like much bigger animals, like cows, all the time. Like cowboys have dogs for doing that, don't they? Probably. That's what I've seen on TV, anyways. I or maybe I'm thinking of sheep. I don't know much about herding. <laughs> cattle animals that's good because that's animal abuse (laughs) yeah i i I wouldn't know anything about that yeah don't hurt the animals no no and in in my in my defense of the uh dutch hound uh fact that that was some random stuff i was reading off a website i don't put any (laughs) i don't have any defense of that no i mean for all i know it could be true i've just heard that they were like supposed to get rabbits they look like they would. I mean, that thing looks like it can climb into a rabbit hole. And if you're a rabbit, you're not going to be happy about that because, like, the end that's coming towards you is just a massive mouth with teeth in it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Imagine the horror, though. Like, if you're a rabbit and, like, one of those ducks hunts just runs in after you in a tunnel. Imagine the fucking pulse you have, like, the adrenaline as you're seeing just this, like, long snout with this, like, snipping jaw coming towards you. It's like it's like a really uncomfortably realistic version of Pac-Man. <laughs> I, I mean, I've had dreams of giant mouths chasing me. And... Yeah, well, you know, that's been like the final moments for a lot of rabbits, man. Maybe, yeah. maybe you, uh, in a past life, you were a bunny. What if? How annoying would it be though if you and another rabbit were building a warren, and the one rabbit was really lazy and didn't build it deep enough? And then you go out to like get food and you come back. I don't know how rabbits live. So this is probably all false. But then you go out and you get your food and you come back home. 
and you go back to the house and you realize it's too short, but then the dog gets you and the dog only oh, no. because your roommate was lazy. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> but you know what I would hope? You know what I would hope in that situation? That, that the lazy rabbit is behind you because you're like, you're the busy rabbit. You're, you're digging the hole. He's not doing shit. He's just hanging on. Right. So when the dog is coming into the tunnel, the tunnel is like a tight space. So the dog has to eat his way through your friend before he gets you. And he's probably going to be happy once he gets one guy because he's going to drag him out of the hole to bring it back to his, you know, massive naked master. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah. Make any of those decisions. I mean, that is such a horror movie, though. Like, if you just, like, you're living in, like, a cave system, you know, like in Terminator or Judgment Day or something. You're just living underground. And then this beast with, like, this massive monster with just teeth it's just storming into the tunnels, grabbing one of your one of your friends and dragging it to the surface world, where like a giant towering naked creature is gonna stand there and wait for the fucking monster to bring the corpse of your friend, like a sacrifice. <laughs> okay, you know what I appreciate? Yeah, <laughs> is being top of the food chain. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's moments like this that makes you think. <laughs> I think I think we should we should transcribe that whole paragraph and put it down as prose poetry. You could probably submit it somewhere. <laughs> please do, please do. Uh, you're a fucking head of the poetry society. Let <laughs> me know if let, let me know if I uh, let me know if I get an award. What what poetry society am I the head of? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> I don't understand poetry. <laughs> Uh, okay yeah. so growing up I, I should start with the what, what is your favorite pet that you've had my favorite pet of all time yeah uh i gotta think about the different pets now i have two okay i think i think my favorite pet yeah you get to have two man that's cheating is your favorite you gotta pick sophie's choice the nazi's gonna kill one of them <laughs> they're, they're both dead already <laughs> yeah well you know the nazi were into occult shit they can do stuff even if you're dead i like <laughs> i like these dogs for different reasons and uh, you, you don't get to cheat you don't you can, you can tell us about both dogs but you have to pick a favorite uh what, what if i say that i'm I very happy to let you relive the memories of these two fine gentlemen but you're gonna have to choose one they were both ladies you don't get to decide that. This is 2021. I didn't decide that. They they were, we we had them fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, wow. That's so sexist. That <laughs> is so sexist. So, so if you just we, take away a guy's ball, I mean, if there were a dog, reduced mass. That what you are saying, Jeremy Jusek. You, you cut out there a little bit, but it sounded all I heard was ball. <laughs> 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 that, was, that was a good idea I, okay okay i'm gonna say i'm gonna say that again you just we're gonna say that again that was his first stupid thing to say uh you you were being very excited about dog balls is where you were at just because you cut off a guy's balls doesn't mean that he's a woman jeremy huh a woman is not just a reduced man i can't believe you would say such a thing in Jusek address. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
Yeah, I, I hope I get outrage letters about this. Uh, they, the dogs. <laughs> yeah. I mean, dogs. wouldn't it be charming to actually get a physical letter? I would like that. A physical letter would be crazy because then they'd have to hunt down where I live, which isn't that hard. I mean, there's the Google white pages. You can find anybody. But Well, you don't have to tell them how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But we are, we are keeping the audience in suspense. You have two dogs uh, that are ladies, formerly gentlemen, I assume. No, no. They, uh, were, they started as ladies, and they were still ladies later later ladies okay well you know what that is i think that is i think that's a fine 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 thing to say uh, <laughs> it's not it's not the uterus <laughs> you cut out there i'm just gonna so the first dog her name was missy it's honestly really good that i cut out uh, <laughs> you cut back just to trash on my nose, so that was good <laughs> I think the internet is trying to save me. It's censoring my in name bullshit. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like in the office where Pam lets Michael do his first introduction to people to her, and then she says, "Now it's still me." And then he talks normally the second time around. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I think it's hilarious because he. Uh, <laughs> I don't Someone, someone will like his boss will call him and he'll say something like really ridiculous and it's like it rhymes and it's you know just unprofessional you know <laughs> and it sounds it sounds like something a 10 year old would say and so pam will say pam will let him say that first and she kind of screens him and then she'll say no it's still me michael and then then he goes okay put me through and he's like hi jan what's up <laughs> he just talks normally after that i don't know Everything's. Oh yeah, I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Funny scenes are way. Okay, that two dogs described. Okay, so Missy was, uh, she she was we we got her when I was young. She was the first dog I remember really well. She had a really good disposition, and she would uh, sit next to us when we watched movies, and when I would read, she'd come in my room and you know just sit next to me while I read. And the rest of the dogs in our house were super uh, active. <laughs> active is the best way to put it. I don't know. There, there, there were a lot of dogs. <laughs> there were a lot of personality clashes. You know, you'd get hierarchies and you'd have clicks <laughs> between different dogs, like dogs that would like to hang out and other dogs that had like their spot that nobody else could intrude upon. And feeding and giving out treats was always a big ordeal. And when people would come over and if, you know, they, someone would come over and they would want to give the dogs treats. They would have to learn the system. Otherwise there would be trouble. <laughs> like the dogs would like fight with each other. Um, Cause that was the other thing is a lot of our animals were abused. So they also had, you know, certain things that would set them off. And uh, Missy, Missy was really laid back and she was super good to have around young kids. Like all the, I was scared of all the other dogs except her. And when we were like 13 or when I was like 13 or 14, uh, that's when she passed. So she got away and someone hit her with their car and they called us to let us know that we owed money for their car. Um, but they, they wouldn't tell us where the body was until like my mom paid them. I remember that. And Wait, 
they killed your dog with their car and then extorted money from you to get the fucking corpse back? Yes, and the other thing was... What kind of sick fucking sociopaths would do that? <laughs> oh, it gets better. This story gets better. They actually called at uh, the middle of the day. They were, they were plastered. They were drunk. Uh, they called in the middle of the day at like two in the afternoon demanding money. Um, so that was interesting. That is insane. <laughs> that is insane. That is like a that is like some kind of Steven Seagal movie. <laughs> what the fuck? I mean, it was messed up. I remember my parents thinking it was messed up, and I remember thinking it was unfair. I don't. Yeah, you and your parents were right. <laughs> I was mostly sad, though. I was mostly sad that Missy was dead because we weren't sure what happened to her. She had been gone for a few days. Um, so that that was super fucking tragic. What's up? She was killed by lunatics. What the fuck? Yeah. Um, and then then we got another dog who... My mom called her Sky. I just call her Fluffy. She was like this medium-sized golden-haired dog. She was a mix. She was a very pretty dog, but she was she was the smartest dog we ever had, by, by far. I mean, just no question. My grandmother had her first. And the dog actually thought her name was Dammit for a while because she was always like climbing on the couch and stuff when she was a puppy. My grandmother had her as a puppy. And so she'd always be saying, damn it, get off the couch, you know? So the dog started thinking her name was Dammit. She would respond to that. <laughs> <laughs> That's adorable. And we took her and we had her, she didn't pass until after I went to college. So I wasn't even there when she, when she passed away. Uh, that was another hard one. She, she was brilliant though. She would, uh, I had my wisdom teeth removed and I was laying down for about a week. I was down for three straight days where I was just sleeping all day on painkillers. And then it was another four days where I was doing school from home and my mouth hurt and it hurt to walk around, but I could like do stuff again. But for those first three days, she would come in every day and she would line her toys up in my room next to my bed because she knew I was hurting. And so she would sit with me. She usually, she usually sat with my mom and followed her around. But the whole time I was sick for three days, for the three, four days I was in bed, she was laying next to me and she like bring me her toys in the morning. Then she'd lay down in my bed. And then like when I got up and I'd go to the bathroom, she'd like follow me to the bathroom and sit outside <laughs> and then go back with me when I went to lay down. It was very sweet. Oh, that's so sweet. Yeah was i miss her a lot she was she was a good she was an excellent dog and she she was she kind of knew you know she could tell with your tone of voice you know what you were thinking and she understood a pretty wide vocabulary of words it's pretty crazy i don't know okay i retract my stance you don't have to choose between these two guys they're too sweet. <laughs> what I can say is that I don't have a favorite dog then, because that's true. Because, you know, now I have Aria, and Aria is the dog I have now. And I got her when I write about when I bought this house. So she's been the dog that I've had as the kids have grown up. So it's the first like family dog. So that's like a whole different level of 
you know, pet. Because the kids have a bond with her too. And it changes the dynamic in really interesting ways for me as a parent and pet owner. Aww. Yeah, because it's like, it's, it's better to have your pets raise your kids than the TV. Yeah. So it's, it's best with both, right? You combine the two. When they, <laughs> TV and pets. <laughs> when they start watching TV, you, you get, nah. put a pet treat in their lap. And the dog comes up. I think it's a genuine good thing to have your pets be part of raising your kids. Yeah. I know we had a lot of dogs yeah. and the cats when I grew up. And uh, one of those dogs was like basically a nanny dog for us. There was a... Yeah. There was a six month. I remember, my, my there, there was a there was a guy in our neighborhood who was like a creep, and uh, yeah, yeah, he was like a mom said that he was like a pedophile or something, right? Oh God, I don't know. Uh, and so, uh, mom, who was a bit of a psycho, uh, she had we had like this boxer at the time called Sandy, and. Uh, mom's always been interested in dog training so she managed to make Sandy hate that guy so, like to the point where Sandy wanted to attack him like on sight right yeah. and then uh, I remember watching through the kitchen window that my mom had a confrontation with the guy he had, it was like no he had never done anything right she, he was just a known pervert and mom was like screaming at, at him from like the drive in like the driveway with Sandy on a lane. Uh, you know, like an actual metal chain, probably for fucking like intimidation, right? Sure. And she was screaming at him that if the guy ever walked near her boys, right? Uh, the like rip him to pieces. And I remember, like, whenever she wasn't home, she was like, uh, "Don't like always stay near the dog in the like the house." And then she had a chain for the dog, so it reached the end of the driveway. <laughs> As insurance, in case the guy tried to nab one of us, like on the property when she wasn't looking. But this is this is like okay. It's really cool that you know the dog is one with the team and, and part of the family and, and helping out, <laughs> helping yeah. defend against the neighborhood pedophiles. But the fact that you had like an active pedophile in the vicinity that you were screening, you know, I, I'm assuming as you went outside to like draw and chalk on the sidewalk or whatever. I yeah. Mean, what is there another way to deal with that can you like tell someone and they shoo him no you can't exactly do that it's like uh, i don't think there's any legal way to push someone away unless they've done something right yeah but it was just a known pedophile like it was like a a well-known thing that there was a he there was a family in thailand uh, that he was like he was like buying like stuff for for the mom of the family like they had like a new fridge and a TV and a washing machine and all the appliances oh, right oh, no. so he was just like basically increasing their living standard by a lot and in exchange whenever he went to Thailand he would get to fuck her youngest son oh, damn it yeah so that was like a thing everyone knew you know good lord. This is a small town, so everyone knows everything about anyone. Okay, so so this this is something that you guys so was he active? Would he like peer over the fence or how? 
No, I never remember any. I don't even remember his face. I remember he just looked like an old dude. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, like I don't think he was ever a problem. His mom is a is a bit of a lunatic, so uh, she's uh, like, yeah, it's like it's like very very redneck, you know. She yeah. just like she hears about him and then she gets paranoid and aggressive, and she like decided to like I don't know. It's like a preemptive strike, I guess. Yeah, yeah. It's just a warning. Basically. Plus, mom has always had a thing about getting into fights with neighbors. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, there she had like a, actually, honestly, a pretty good reason. I don't know if it's a good reason. He hadn't really done anything to us. But, uh, you know, it's at least a nobler reason than starting a fight with someone for an absolutely no fucking reason. <laughs> it's hard to have too much sympathy for pedophiles. Yeah. Even though they are people too. I Based on what you've told me about your mom though i feel like she could get into a tussle with people that are not pedophiles for much lesser things oh yeah yeah, yeah. she doesn't need a good reason <laughs> <laughs> she, she, she doesn't need a reason <laughs> i mean I, you told me some crazy stories about your mom <laughs> yeah yeah she's a she's a fruit pick <laughs> what's your favorite pet that you've had my favorite pet yeah it's uh our favorite tie <laughs> <laughs> no uh well there's been many pets i've had like well i've had my mom's had like up up, up towards 80 cats in our lifetime because she's been going to cat shows and stuff and selling kittens and all that um and we've had a lot of dogs holy cow. i think 80? i know yeah, yeah, but I mean, she's got some problems. Um, <laughs> but um, like the thing that uh, uh, you should see my, my, my her mom, she's she's like uh, you basically got a zoo, oh. and my aunt, who is a very nice person, also has a lot of animals. She's got a peacock in Norway, on a, like a farm, uh, and a pig, and a yeah, it's, it's like it's like a children's book. Uh, like her, my my aunt's children, uh, my cousins, they are like the fucking luckiest kids ever. Like they grow up, basically in like a children's novel. <laughs> it's it's fantastic. It's so cool. many animals out there. She has a dog sled. Like she sends snaps, going yeah. at like extreme speeds, on this sled. That's like it's so, sometimes it's got skis in the winter and it's got like wheels in the summer. And the dog is like five dogs pulling it, because her husband—I don't know if he's—I don't know if they're married actually. Uh, anyway, like her baby daddy, them, you know. Yeah. He's like a dog trainer slash like he trains hunting dogs. That's like his thing. He sells prize hunting dogs. He sells some of the finest you can find in the country. Uh, and he's got a, a a whole like pack of dogs, all kinds of dogs. That he's training. And uh, uh, they pull like when they see a snap from him, like on the like the group. Yeah. Uh, and he's pulling like the the fucking the, the dogs are pulling the sled. It's going at such a speed, I would be nervous to be on board that thing. It's like a car speed, but it's not a fucking car; it's a sled. Yeah. Yeah, because those dogs are Siberian fucking, they have energy. Are are crazy crazy dogs. We we had a purebred Siberian Husky, and we only had her for a few years. 
but they're very difficult to deal with if you're not using them for serious work because they have tons of energy and they bark constantly and they run around constantly and they need like three walks a day because they're hyper. <laughs> yeah, they barely sleep. I mean, they, they prefer to run instead of sleep. This one, ours definitely did. Yeah. <laughs> I can attest. That's some crazy beasts. Now, I think of all the animals, my favorite might be my dad's cat, Didrik. He's oh, a, yeah. Yeah, he's a Norwegian forest cat, and he's just the best. Skogcatten. Yeah, 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 that's right. Skog- a Norwegian forest cat is a special kind of cat. Because it's like, it's a breed of cat, but it isn't an artificial breed. It's like a natural breed. It occurs naturally. It's been there for we know that it's been here for like at least a thousand years. Yeah. You know, like they, they were popular cats among the Vikings. And they, they live like they're native to the forests, but they're extremely friendly to people. Uh, because uh, I, I, I guess it's like natural selection. Like if they stay near people, you know, they get fed because, you know, cats keep vermin away. Yeah. So they're extremely friendly. Uh, they're massive. They're like really large cats. They got these fish hook claws on these fat paws. Uh, and their fur has like several layers. Like they have a layer of wool uh, and another layer of like wool to keep them warm and another layer that's like uh, not water resistant, but like water, water repellent. So they don't get wet unless you really drench them <coughs> yeah so they can like just crawl through the snow uh, without absorbing water and uh, my dad's cat is like when he was younger he would just literally live out in the forest and he would just come by uh for like cuddles and when there was a storm also he's allergic to the vaccine for ticks so we always have to pick ticks off of him manually oh no <laughs> and uh it's like a thing. It's like whenever I'm there, I have to groom him. Through the, the two layers of fur that he's got. Yeah. Yeah. So he just pet his neck and his head because luckily the ticks only go for that area. He's a but you just have to. Cat. I couldn't believe how big he was. <laughs> yeah. Like, I read like when you when you told me about the Skog Cat, like I, I looked them up and they're every bit as magical. They can like climb vertical walls almost like straight up rock. And they, they yeah. you know, prance around mountains without any problem but i saw that they were big but they're huge like you you were holding didrick and he was like half the size you were (laughs) yeah yeah he's a big boy (laughs) and he's an old boy too but yeah it's uh the norwegian forest cat is a special kind of cat and it's extremely good as a pet because it is so friendly it's like a dog in terms of how how like how much it loves people (laughs) They'll walk up to you, follow you around. They'll sit on you all the time. Like if you want a cat that isn't like aloof and awful, you should get a forest cat. I would love to. Yeah. Also, they 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 are they are excellent hunters. Like when Didrik was younger, like he would always like come home with like there would be a half a mouse on the on the stairs like once a week. I need that because we we get mice occasionally in the basement. Yeah, I get a forest cat, you won't have anything. He'll kill them all, and then he'll move out to the forest and get stuff there. 
yeah they're really good hunters and uh, yeah they'll 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 eat any little animal though like uh we threw him a fish i sent you a picture of that actually my dad was fishing mackerel and he threw one of them to the drink okay. and then it just ate the whole thing like bones and everything he ate the skull of the fish there was just nothing left that's metal yeah he's a pretty metal cat but he's just so so sweet like because when he was a kitten me and my brother we would like throw him to each other like a ball right because we were like we were really active kids and the cat loved it because he was a kitten so he was you know he was just learning to love it and so as he grew older he would just come up and climb up our clothes with those claws it fucking hurts right because he wanted to be thrown so we would, he would climb up we would throw him into the couch and then he would come back for another round <laughs> which is like that's the only pet I've ever had that enjoys that kind of stuff like a lot of pets don't even enjoy being picked up let no. alone throw but uh, yeah he's uh, he's a he can't throw now because he's an old boy but he likes being picked up still he loves it <laughs> that's adorable that's awesome actually like I mean <laughs> yeah. it's my, sweetheart we, we have two cats and my first cat is really really fat and we can't get her to lose weight we've tried all sorts of diets and changing foods and you trying to get her to do like get her some exercise play with her and stuff but she's lazy she hates she doesn't even like treats so we can't motivate her to do stuff by using treats like we'll can't you just give her less food we've tried but then she starts eating dog food then she starts ripping up <laughs> stuff in the basement and now not a picky lady <laughs> now we have two cats and so she'll eat the second cat's food. And <laughs> we try, like, she's just a very fat, lazy cat. And she's not very cat-like, I learned, because we got a tabby cat, and he is cat-like. He's, you know, he breaks stuff all the time. You can hear, like, crashes in the middle of the night. It's like, ah, can't we knock something over again? Um, he <coughs> super playful. He does the thing where when you start petting him, he gets annoyed halfway through and then starts attacking you for no reason. Um, <laughs> what a dish. <laughs> Cats do that though. Cats are bad people. <laughs> he's he's a he's a turd. He's a turd face. He started peeing out of nowhere. We had him for about six months, and he started randomly peeing the floor. And then our older cat was like, "Oh, okay, I didn't know we could do this." And she started peeing. So now both of them are peeing in the house, and I'm mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get them to stop. I got them to stop peeing in a couple of places, but now they're peeing in different places. So, yeah, <clears throat> it's a work in progress. <laughs> oh, that's crazy. He's very active, but I can't pick up either one of them because if I pick up either one, they'll tolerate it, but they expect me to put them down somewhere that they want. You know? Like if, if I hold them for too long and they realize I'm just holding them, I'm not like putting them on a windowsill or bringing them over to their food or something. They just, they start wriggling out or attacking me. <laughs> <laughs> Little shits. <laughs> I can't imagine picking them up and throwing them into the couch. Uh, so let me ask you, person or a dog person. I know you're going to say, oh, oh, both, but everyone is one or the other. It's just oh, no. like... Fuck that, I'm a dog person. <laughs> okay, okay, hey, good. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a dog person too, even though I have definitely had more cats than dogs. 
and my favorite pet is a cat, but that's individual. <laughs> well, sounds sounds like Didrik is part dog. Yeah, honestly, yes, he's, he's not acting like a lot like a cat. Like I, I, every forest cat I've met has been like way too social for me to even see them as cats. <laughs> I I'm kinking over this throwing the cat at the couch thing. Like that's. He's like part dog, part little brother, because that's what you do with a youngest sibling. Yeah. You pick up the youngest sibling and you throw him into the couch over and over. I also do this thing with him where I pick him up. Like, you know, have you ever been to a cat show? No. I've been to a, a lot of them because of my mom. I hate it. They're awful. Anyway, <laughs> um, when they like, like show off a cat, like when they're the guys inspecting a cat, it either stands on all fours or they pick it up like under the forearms. Of four legs, I guess. Yeah. And uh, in front of the back legs, right? So that it's like almost like the lo- logo for Puma, you know, the sportswear. Sure. They hold it like that. So we we pick him often up like that, and then we like put the arm our arms to closer together as if we cock a shotgun, like. <laughs> <laughs> so he becomes like long and short because cats can kind of stretch that way, and we make like. <laughs> <laughs> Pretend to shoot them like a shotgun. <laughs> Miles will just launch rubber bands from his ears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it would be funny to do that, but I think it's too soft. We're, we're, no, but we still cock him like a shotgun. We just don't throw him when we shoot anymore because he's so old. <laughs> How so old we do that click, click. <laughs> but then we just like pick him back up and hold him like a baby. <laughs> My uh, Evelyn when she's doing school she's been doing school from home because of covid and uh forley our older cat well not they're both actually both of our cats are the same age just the one that we've had longer the fat one the fat lazy one uh she sits with evelyn for hours she jumps up she meows until we get out a stool or a chair to put next to evelyn and then she jumps up and just sits next to her all day long when she was about four four or five is when we got Forley. She would just, she would pick up Forley and carry her from room to room. And she'd kind of have them under the front (laughs) legs and the rest of her would just be hanging off of her body, just dangling. It's like a little sidekick. Yeah. Yeah. And Forley got really attached to Evelyn. So now she tolerates it, but she's like the only one that can do that. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's important for kids to grow up with pets. Yes. You always notice that kids who grow up without any animals tend out to be a little weird. <laughs> you notice that? Whenever you meet the person and like they have had no contact with animals as a child, they're a little strange. Like they tend to think of animals as kind of like items or food, you know? <laughs> yeah. And also that, that that makes them act weird towards other people too, I feel. I've always felt that way about people who grew up on farms that their view of animals, not that they were weird, but that their view of animals is a lot more. Yeah. Like more like practical, like this is like neat. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Practical is a good word for it. Cause they, they just, it's not that they don't see them as animals or, or living things. It's just that they have a much more blase view about life in general. Yeah. You know, stuff lives, stuff dies, who cares, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I think they're more in touch with nature that way. Yeah. Yeah. 
and nature is a brittle bitch. It is. It is. <clears throat> I was really worried when Ev- when Evelyn was a, was an only child before we had Paul. I was very worried that she was going to grow up an only child. So we we knew we had to have a second kid at least. Yeah. So she wasn't alone. Bless <laughs> you. I think pets do add like a dimension of empathy. No. Yeah, they do. They make you think more. Right? They, when you see animals more as people, you start seeing people as more people too. Yeah. Plus, I, I guess you just it's so it's just good for children to have more characters to have to uh, relate to the way they behave. If that makes any sense. It does. Like if if they're alone, like they're the only if they're the center of the parents' universe those kids end up thinking they are the center of the universe. They have too few things that they have to like deal with. <laughs> I mean, if, if, a, if a parent's prioritizing their kid anyway, I think that there's going to be some sort of prioritization issues, regardless of whether they have a pet or not. It's probably more with the parent at that point. No, I mean, they're always going to prioritize the kid too, but like if they, it's, it's for the kid's sake, because the kid sees that there are others there. Oh, I the kid, kid should never feel like it, it has an equal position to, a, to the family dog. I mean, for God's sake, those are terrible parents. <laughs> it's just like that the kid sees that there are others there too. Yeah. Oh, so they have to feed him too, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Well, and, and we made it a part of the kid, our kids' chores. So they're, they're the ones that do the feeding and some of the cleanup. Um, we still we still clean the litter boxes or well Sarah does that I don't I don't really do it so much but uh, they they take care of the feeding and the bathing and stuff and they like that because it it's it's a way we can give them chores without it feeling too because like they have a whole bunch of other chores that they hate yeah <laughs> you know? so we can give them chores where they can learn something from it to take care of another creature and yeah. also it looks a hell of a lot less like you're just exploiting child labor. <laughs> I do that too. I mean, it's a, it's within my right. <laughs> so, oh yeah, they're they're your property. You can fucking do whatever you want with them. <laughs> I, I said, I, said I, I own these kids. Yeah. Well, I mean, in a way, they're they're my dependents. <laughs> yeah. I'll have them work off the debt in the acid mines. <laughs> I I do a family newsletter, and I sent out pictures of them painting the fence for me. <laughs> That was the most. like, but dad, we've already painted a fence every month this year. <laughs> they thought it was cool. They were really excited to start painting. It was that when their arms got tired that they started saying, but dad, I'm done now. And I'm like, not yet. <laughs> hmm. I don't know, man. I see more fence. That's right. <laughs> I, took, I took over eventually and I finished it, but they got some good, good work done that day. Huh. <laughs> Those are good kids. Do you, uh, how do exotic pets work in Norway? Are you allowed to have like tigers? No, not even allowed to have tigers. Um, the closest, uh, I guess, is uh, Bengal cats. My mom had Bengal cats. What are Bengal cats? They're, they're like large cats, they're like eight generations away from Asian tigers. <laughs> So is it like panther sized or a little smaller than that? No, they're they are they're just large house cats basically, but they look very fancy, and okay. they are they're not great pets honestly because they they're they're too wild. 
they have hunt, strong hunting instincts. Gotcha. Yeah, but they're also stupid because uh, you know, like they have strong hunting instincts, but they don't have strong, like I don't know, self-preservation instincts. <laughs> so if they get out, for instance, they'll like hunt their way into like someone's garage through like a little window on top, right? Yeah, and they have no idea how to get out, so they'll starve to death in the garage. Oh no! <laughs> I know they're very stupid animals. Uh, I mean, they're very smart in the ways that they can open doors and stuff, but they open the door just to walk out and die in a garage. So I don't know if you can call them smart. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's, it's kind of like a puzzle box that nature did not prepare them for. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah, and my mom had a few of them. That's like. She had like three because she was going to breed them for big bucks. They cost like the equivalent of $2,000 a cat. Uh, it's ridiculous. I know. Uh, I don't really like purebred cats uh, because it, it, pure breeding an animal it basically means incest. Like the, there's, there's a reason why all German shepherds look alike because they're all the fucking, they're all in the same family tree. That's why like when you have like a a dog show, you have to have the family tree for uh, the dog or the cat or whatever the hell the show is about. So you can see how, how like diluted the blood is and like where it's safe to like breed them with those guys and those guys. And, you know, just to see how much shepherd is in there, you know? Yeah. And it all comes from this one guy who invented the German shepherd breed like so, so many years ago in, in some town in Germany. So it's not like a natural breed that's appeared everywhere, like the forest cat, right? It's not a naturally occurring breed. It's created in some guy's garden. Uh, and so that's why if you look at a German shepherd in like some kind of old Hitler photo or something, they look pretty healthy. But you look at them today, they're much lower. Like the, the back keeps sinking because of the inbreeding. And oh. so German shepherds, like the hip dysplasia is one of the biggest killers for them. I did know that. Uh, yeah. My mom. Yeah, but like all, all the different dogs, like uh, bulldogs, obviously have a problem with breathing, and they uh, they also have a problem with their immune system. So they die easily to diseases, and they get infections in those folds in their face and everything. Yeah, like uh, I I'm I'm really like just morally opposed to uh, pure breeding animals. The only breeds I accept are like natural ones. Of course, that I don't hold that against the animal itself. If I see a purebred animal, it's just as cute as any other animal. But I don't like people who intentionally pure brain almost. Anyway, my mom is doing that. Uh, <clears throat> and um, yeah, those cats, they're like so obscenely obnoxious. They're, like, they're beautiful. They're absolutely gorgeous. But one of them, Teddy, it's just an absolute dick. <laughs> he was bullying this older one that was like castrated called Hawk. Oh. And he was just like, you know, Hawk is just the sweetest pillow, right? Of a cat. But Teddy is a, a complete jackass. So he keeps bullying him and, and like the, the hawks like he lose, was losing weight and like he was like getting stressed and couldn't sleep and everything like that because whenever he tried to sleep he would get pounced on by the other cat and he would chase him around the house and would like they would like move run and tip shit over so I got a water pistol and started shooting Teddy every time he was looking at hawk <laughs> Uh, he didn't learn his lesson at all, but you know, if I was in the room, he wouldn't do it. So, so he learned to just just behave around you. Yeah, he learned that uh, if he saw me pick up the pistol, then he wouldn't go for hawk. 
<laughs> but he'd still go off, go for him if it had been a few hours and I didn't hold the pistol. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, our cat's fighting. That's really irritating. <laughs> yeah. It was uh, irritating, and then I've learned to just, like, let them go at it. Like, they go into the other room. They growl at each other. They take 20 minutes to walk past. You know, one wants to walk toward the living room. The other wants to go toward the kitchen. So there's a lot of friction <laughs> in the room while they're in the same room together. Um, Jesus. Cats are so catty. Ah, yeah, they are. <laughs> but uh, Mike Tyson lived in Ohio, and his estate was pretty close to my house and the, the place where he kept tigers i didn't know this until after Mike tyson had tigers yeah yeah the hell he had several he had a whole bunch well he seemed like such a such a tasteful man with a facial tattoo and everything <laughs> doesn't seem like him to have a tiger <laughs> yeah he was that sort of rich person i guess i don't know i don't know yeah. about the type um, it was it was difficult watching Tiger King and and looking at that and thinking of the people that own tigers, if they were anything like the people taking care of the tigers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, uh, is there anything else you wanted to add? No, no. I was actually about to ask you the very same thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. I am good. I. I like pets. All right. We hope you enjoyed uh, this uh, <laughs> episode about pets and uh, horror movies and whatever the hell we talked about. <laughs> <them>. <laughs> <laughs> all right. It is all about the journey, not the destination. Or yeah, that, the... we're, we're sticking to that story. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, this has been Moot. Please follow us on Twitter at the Moot Podcast or and visit us at the Moot subreddit. <laughs> Peace out. <laughs>